All right, well, happy weekend, everybody. It is good to be with you. I hope that you're doing well. This weekend, we are continuing our series, God is Working. He's at work. He is uh, doing stuff. He's doing stuff in our life. He's doing stuff through our life. He's doing stuff for our life. He's doing stuff in this world, in our community. You know, God is at work. You know, sometimes we uh, tend to look at all the stuff that's not going well, and we question if God is, is there, if he's even exists sometimes, or if he's paying attention. But the truth is, is that God is there. God is present. God is working. And we want to partner with him. We want to allow him to do his work in our life and do his work through our life. Because that's, that's his heart. That's his desire. And that's a promise that he gives us in his word. And so I wanted to continue to encourage us that God is the essential worker and he is doing work in our life. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that today. And specifically, I want to talk about how he leads us how he wants to lead us. Of course, you know, it takes two to tango, and so uh, that means that we have a part in it, which is if he's leading, that means that we need to be what? Following, right? We need to learn how to follow God's uh, direction. Uh, you know, for me, as I think about this, you know, I have uh, our little crew here, our family, you know, wife and three kids, and you know, we've been, uh, our kind of our new thing as a family is hiking. You know, we love to get out and, and go hiking, uh, but let me tell you something. We uh, choose as easy of hikes as possible. Like we're just getting into it, and we try to, you know, come up with something safe, well planned, uh, etc. But it, it's very different, or in contrast to when I used to work for an environmental company when I lived in Hawaii, where we actually would would do this this these hikes go off on these hikes where there was really no trail, or there was no physical trail. It was all kind of marked by different things, and uh, you know, you get out in the, in the wide wilderness, and you know, it's just it's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty scary because you don't really know what the terrain, know where you're going. And in these types of situations, it's important, it's critical to have a guide. Have somebody who is going to be with you to provide direction that knows the way. It almost, you know, brings a sense of safety, you know, because you know that you're, as long as I'm with this person, um, I'm going to be all right. And, uh, you know, and, and that's what's needed because if it was just me out in this, the, the, the terrain in Hawaii, some of these, these mountains, I'd, I'd get lost for sure, man. They'd be you know, sending in helicopters and rescues, uh, a rescue mission to get me. But, you know, it, it seems as true when it comes to my kids. When you go on these hikes to me, it might you know, seem easy. The, the, the path is well marked. You know, there's signs. But if my kids were going to be there, and I just kind of dropped them off and said, hey, I'll see you in a couple hours, they wouldn't know what to do. They'd get lost. They'd get scared, you know. And so... Um, it's, it's important for us to realize when it comes to the walk that God has us on, that he hasn't just left us to figure it out by ourselves. Instead, he provides leadership. Instead, he provides guidance. There's a path for us that he has for us to follow. And so many of us, we, we realize that you know, going through this life, we just kind of find ourselves kind of going off the path, doing our own thing, and then we wonder why we get lost. Or, or we find ourselves uh, just kind of maybe uh, playing it very safe. We don't want to take too many risks. But, but the path that God has for us is, is not necessarily a playing it safe. It might seem like we're taking risks or, or whatever. Uh, and, and if we're with somebody who's kind of apprehensive, the Lord knows the path, he knows the way, and he wants us to follow him and follow him with faith. And so we have to remember that he does lead us. He is leading us. And, I, and it really requires a, a step of faith for us uh, and, and submission and obedience to follow him. So he does provide leadership, and often into the unknown. Yeah, isn't that true? He doesn't just kind of take us in circles, but he takes us into the unknown. 
So I want to talk a little bit today about how he leads us. The first thing is this, he directs our path. Did you know that? He, he has a path that he has in mind for us. He lays out for us. I'm going to give you a few scriptures that are going to help highlight this principle that he does direct our path. One of my favorites, Jeremiah 29, 29 11 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. I know that he knows that we, we, we may not. He knows the plans. And his plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. That means the plan that God has for us is optimum. It's a good plan. It's the plan that he has set in mind for each one of us. And it's good. It, 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 there's a promise of a good future in store for us. Check this one out. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Yeah, isn't that true that my kids got to trust me, but I, I know the way to go on our hikes, and when I was in that environmental company, I had to trust our guide. Yeah, the same is true for us. Can't just lean on our own understanding, think that we can kind of figure it out along the way. We have to trust that God knows the way, and He's going to take us down the path that He has called us to. And then Proverbs 16, 9 says this, The heart of man, he plans his way, he thinks he knows the way, but it's the Lord who establishes his steps. You know, we need to be able to allow the Lord to take us one step at a time. God has a path and a plan for your life, but we need to learn how to follow Him. I think this is probably one of the most foundational, yet difficult things when it comes to our Christian walk. Of course, be a disciple. We need to follow him. But it's hard. It goes against our nature, our human nature. We want to do our own thing. We want to go in our own direction. And, uh, you know, it, it, as I think about this, um, it, you know, when you're thinking about having a guide who wants to lead you, you know, sometimes we think that if we go our own way, that we kind of have it figured out. But actually, the Lord says, if you follow me, this is the wise direction to go. And guess what? Not only is it the wise thing, wise direction to go, but you will also experience things that you never would have experienced on your own. Sometimes our tendency to go our own way is we feel like maybe God's a bore. Maybe God doesn't want to, he, he wants to, to, he doesn't want us to experience the, the good things of life. And so we just kind of go our own way or do our own thing. But we end up finding that that was very foolish. But instead of we trust God as our guide, not only are these what? Is, is this a wise decision, and that we will make wise steps, but he will also take us to places, things that we could have never experienced by ourselves. Why? Because the Lord's leadership takes us out of the box. He doesn't take us in this boring circle all the time. That is our tendency to play it safe, to kind of create these uh, uh, you know, very you know, strong boundaries. We, we don't take a risk. We don't step out of the box. But the Lord actually, he, he takes us out of the box. He has a step uh, out on the water walk on water to be to be with him you know I, this does go go against our nature often i think that's that's why it's foundational uh, a foundational principle but very difficult to put into practice why because we want to be the leader there's so many books on leadership out there aren't they aren't there but there's rarely books on followership and really when it comes to the new testament and it talks about jesus and his disciples what is he teaching us followership think about the old testament what is he teaching us Followership. Follow the Lord. Follow His direction. Follow His plan for your life. And the truth is, is He does have a, he, he does have a plan. And as I've been learning more and more in my walk with, with God, is that you know that there is a plan, there is a path that He has for us. But as we are, uh, um, we become nimble. Our hearts become soft towards the Lord. That means that there is 
also this element of spontaneity. Yeah, it's you know we sometimes we think that God's plan is is rigid. All you know, I, you know, it's one step after another. It's goal oriented, A to B, and that's how it is. Like I have to remove all potential distractions. Or some people on the other side think, oh man, it's kind of like you know every day it's a blank slate, just kind of this you know go with the wind kind of a thing. Well, you know, I, I think it's a, a bit of both. I believe that God does have a plan for us. He has a he has something in mind for us, a destination that He would have us uh, have us go to. But He also wants to be flexible to be able to see that there might be things that come up in the day that he would have us do. And I think that's something led by the Holy Spirit. I mean, you see this in Jesus' example, that, you know, in his life he had a, he had a destination. He had a purpose. In fact, he'd go to the Father and they'd say, what would you have me do next? And he'd send them from one town to the next. But then there were times where, where the Lord, where people would say, can you come here? Can you come there? This person needs to be healed. Uh, this person needs help. You know, and so you, you see this balance where Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, not only in an intended destination, which you know, his predominant destination was the cross, wasn't it? But then you also see him being willing to be flexible while he was here on earth. And as I think, if I was in Jesus' you know situation, it's a good thing that I, I, I'm not Jesus, I'm not God, but I think my tendency would have, would have just been to heal everybody and raise everybody from the dead. I think I would end up bringing everybody back from heaven and back onto earth. But you see Jesus destination wasn't to bring everybody out of heaven, but instead it was to provide a bridge for people that are from uh, that are in the physical to bring them to the eternal. And so it was act, it was to build a bridge, but it was a bridge going to heaven, not to take people out of heaven onto this earth. So that's why he's Jesus and I'm not. So that was Jesus, you know, his pursuit, his call, his assignment. And we have an assignment too, a purpose. But also we need to learn how to be nimble and flexible so that we can say yes to some of the, the curveballs of life. And, you know, as I was thinking about this, you know, real recently, the Lord had uh, had a lot of things I needed to do, but then it was just in the midst of a lot of things I needed to do, a real busy time, I had so many things that came up. It was just like these curveballs. And I remember in those times just praying, Lord, lead me. Lord, help me. And I don't think that I could have managed the last few weeks without the help and the direction and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I can just look back, and I was talking to my wife about it. I thought, you know, the Lord has really helped us to navigate some stuff. The, the Lord has really helped us to be able to to know what to say yes to and what to say no to, and how to how to have a, you know a, a, a heart of, of joy in the midst of you know some things that could have could have been challenging, could have been really stressful. And so we can say, you know, that God does lead us. God does have a path for us, and it, sometimes the days don't look like we thought they would. Far too many times I've been so rigid in my perspective. And I've said, you know, I've got to go A to B and I have no time for C, D, and E. And so but I really see that the Lord wants to, to prepare each one of us to be able to say yes to him for the, for the reason he has, the assignment he has for us, and then also be available for these things that we, we couldn't have expected. The plan that God has for us, he leads us by his Holy Spirit. And there is an intention from birth. I believe that's true, that he has uh, an intention that he had a, had for us Why we're here on this earth. And it's something in discovery that we need to discover. And also we need to be spontaneous in the moment to see what, that, that God might have something for us that we couldn't have expected. So we have to sell in, it, in our heart that he does direct our path. That's how he leads us. He does direct our, direct our path. Hey, we're going here, but also we may need to take a little detour over here. We might need to be open for something, maybe an experience something along the way. But then he also, number two, he holds our hand. He does. 
God goes with us. He not only directs our path, but he's there with us holding our hand. Psalm 37, 23, and 24 says this, The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Just like what we were talking about, the steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. But when he falls, he will not be hurled down, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. Isn't that good to know that, yes, the Lord does provide the path for us. He does set the direction for us. And he also is there for us. When we trip, we stumble, we fall. He is there holding our hand. You know, the steps that are established for us, what this tells us is that they're not always going to be easy, are they? It means that sometimes the terrain is going to cause us to be, it's going to be difficult for us to navigate. And we might trip and we might stumble and we might fall. In fact, we can probably expect that to happen. And we have to assume that the path that he has for us, the Lord has for us, is going to be challenging. But it is not, God does not expect us to do it alone. He expects us, the path that he has for us, it requires us to be led by him to hold our hand, to help us through some of these complicated and challenging things that we go through. You know, we often think, you know, God God probably sent me on this impossible journey for me just to stumble, fall, fail, you know, give up, get hurt. You know, that God might have this perspective, like one of these, like, you know, good luck and good night. Could you imagine? He, he puts us on this path and he just says, good luck and good night. I'm going to take a nap, come back, and hopefully make it. That's not God's heart. That's not God's promise. That's not what it says in God's word. It says that he goes with us. He walks with us. And he holds our hand. The Lord will guide us. He, he is there with us in the terrain, the difficult terrain that we're, uh, we're going to experience. And I, I believe what the, the Bible is teaching us here is that it is impossible to go on this, this trek, this assignment, this path, this hike that God has given us without the hand of God. We weren't supposed to do it by ourselves. What he's called us to requires us, it requires us to be to be helped by to be helped by God, to have his hand hold us in this in, in, in through throughout our, our life in a walk with him. The Lord knows that part of this terrain it cannot be accomplished alone. God calls us to a path that requires his hand. If you think about it, you know, in the Bible, the Red Sea, you know, God called the Hebrews out of Egypt. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out of the hands of Egypt. It's gonna be this big uh, you know prison break like a million people, but he took them on a path that required God to, to, to part the Red Sea. You know, you think about it with, with David and Goliath, like there's, there's these Goliaths in the land, like that it needs that God's hand is required to be able to fulfill and to be able to accomplish the assignment that he has for us. And the Lord knows, because the Lord knows we're going we're gonna to come up against these things. The Lord knows that we're going to stumble, we're going to fall, we're going to need his hand to catch us. You know, as I think about this, I, I think about my, my three-year-old daughter, and she's grown so fast. And in fact, uh, last week at Easter, Easter gathering, everybody said, wow, man, she's grown so fast. And, uh, and, and she is. And so, you know, when kids are grown so fast, it's hard to keep, you know, shoes that fit them, you know, because you're just, you're growing out of them. And then, you know, so quick, and then you get a next one, it's like once, you know, size up, you think you're, they're going to grow into them, they're a little bit big. And so, you know, I, and, and she wants to keep up with her older brothers. Her, her brothers are a bit older than her. And so... She's, she's constantly uh, going for it, tripping and stumbling and falling, you know? But when we're, you know, out you know, at the park or hiking or something like that, you know, Daddy makes, uh, makes certain that, that he's always close by. I'm always wanting to be close by because you know what? 
kind of expect that she's going to trip. I, I can count on the fact that she's going to fall. Yeah, you might scrub her knee. In fact, she's got like bruises and scrubs all over herself because she's going for it. She has that that uh, you know tenacious uh, personality. But when Daddy's there, Daddy doesn't get dis- disappointed. Doesn't scold her. Doesn't say, "Oh, you better watch where you're going." Daddy does picks her up. She's crying. Wipe a tear a little bit, give her a little hug, brush off her, her, her pants, her elbows, or whatever, her hands. And then what, what do I do? Set her back down. And she goes again. You know, and, and, and there are times on the hikes when she can't really navigate herself. It's kind of like some big steps or a rock that she wants to get on and move beyond. And what does daddy do? Daddy lifts her up. And sometimes we can go on these longer hikes. She's too tired. She can't continue to go on. And what does daddy do? Daddy picks her up and holds her. And carries her the rest of the way. You know, I believe that this is really a description of our loving Father. That, you know, part of our, our walk means that we're going to trip, we're going to stumble, we're going to fall. There are going to be times that we're going to come up against something that we can't do it. We just don't, we're not able to do it on ourselves. And we need the loving Father to pick us up, to, to, to help us, to give us a boost, to support us in a part of our path. And there are times where we just we're tired, we're burnt out, we're weary, and we need the Father to carry us. And I believe that that is the heart of God. Sometimes we think, oh man, we need to do it on our own, muscle it ourselves. But the Lord says, you know, I'm here with you. I'm here to hold your hand. You don't have to go on this path, this walk, this assignment that I've given you alone. But I'm here with you. You know, this is very different than, than falling in life when you're disconnected from God, when you're distant from God, when the loving Father is not close by. This is what I want to just encourage folks, when you, when you find yourself in this place where you, you, know, you, you, you break down, you fall, you trip, and, and you don't notice the loving Father close by. It means that we found ourselves distant and disconnected and far from Him. And I think that that's what this verse is talking about here when it says that when He falls, this is the person who is uh, walking in the path that God has for him, walking with him. He says, when he falls, he will not be hurled down. But I just wonder, those who have been uh, disconnected, far from God, kind of rebellious from the path, that perhaps when they fall, they don't experience the loving Father helping them back up. And it's kind of, it, the fall hurts more. And they're off the path. And this is, the, this is the part that the Lord provides to then redirect you onto the path that he has for you. So there's a difference. There's a difference between falling on the path that God has for you and Him being there to hold your hand, to uphold you. And there's also a difference between that and being disconnected, rebellious, and far from God and experiencing fall. You're going you're gonna to fall either way. You're going to trip either way. You're going to get hurt either way. But to me, I'd rather fall in the presence of my Father than fall disconnected and far from Him. So for every single one of us, we have to realize that this, we have to realize that God has an expectation of us, that we're going to trip and stumble, we're going to fall. Believe me, you're not the first one if you're struggling in some area of your life, you trip and fall on someone, you're not the first one. I mean, can you imagine all the people that have been here on this earth, all of humanity? I think God is used to people stumbling along the way. And his heart, his call, his presence is there to lift us up, to hold our hand. So he does direct our path, and he does hold our hand, and he, number three, he speaks in our ear. It's true. Part of God leading us is whispering in our ear. Isaiah 30, 21 says this, Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. 
walking. Yeah, the Lord wants to speak in our ear. He wants to give us direction. He wants to, to tell us, it's go this way, go that way. So we have to be able to learn how to tune our ears to his voice. But the problem is that we all, every single one of us, struggle with selective hearing. And my kids are just as good as I was when I was a kid at selective hearing. Man, I, all I have to do is say something that sounds like the word ice cream, even if it's whispered across the house. And they come running. Oh, did you say ice cream? Right? And they come running. But if, if I was to tell them, like, hey, you got to clean up your mess, or hey, it's time to, you know, uh, put on your pajamas, you can go to bed, or you know, get dressed for school. It's like, it's like almost the equivalent of, like, talking to a wall, like nothing happens, you know? And sometimes we think, you know, this selective hearing, that it's a kid thing, it's a child thing. Uh, but the truth is, is it's a people thing. Why? Because our ears are bent towards blessings, and they're closed towards uh, obedience or direction. Yeah, so it's like, when it comes to our relationship with God, it's like, it, it, Lord, did I hear you want to give me a blessing? My ears open. My ears open. God, is going to give me something to bless me? But it's like, Lord, did you say you wanted want me to do something? Did you say you wanted me to, to do something? And our ears become closed to it. That's our our nature, our human nature, to be our ears to be open towards blessing, but then closed towards towards obedience or towards direction. So we have to realize, and I think this is one of the important uh, key uh, components in learning how to be led by God, to be a disciple, is to recognize our human and sin nature that we, we have that tendency to have selective hearing towards God. Once we realize that personally, once we realize that, yeah, I do have. My ears open towards blessing and closed towards obedience. Once we realize that, then we can start to train our ears towards obedience. Train our ears towards uh, God's direction. To actually seek it. To desire it. To pray for it. Lord, which way should I go? Lord, which direction would you have me go? Lord, what decision would you have me make? Lord, how would you have me to respond with this? Lord, how would you want me to, to be obedient to it? Lord, what would you have me do? And to begin to train our ears towards obedience. Now, don't think that if you train your ear toward obedience, that uh, you know it's all just uh, tough, challenge, problem, you know, things to, to, to grind out, and, and and it's away from blessing. In fact, it's the opposite. I believe, uh, you know, it, as we train our ear towards obedience, there's so many blessings and nuggets and, and good things that God has along the way, uh, the path that He has for us. But if we if we close our ears towards obedience, then we'll make decisions that we shouldn't have. We'll make some poor decisions. We'll make it out of our own uh, emotion or inclination uh, or our own uh, uh, gut feeling rather than really getting uh, direction from the Holy Spirit because he says that he will, uh, he will whisper in our ear. And it's one of the main reasons that we have a hard time hearing the voice of the Lord is because our ears are not trained to hear direction. We're not here to, it's not uh, trained to hear obedience. It's, it might only be trained for to be open for some type of blessing. So we need to actually do that work of training our ears. We must train our ears uh, for direction from the Lord in order to recognize the voice of the Father and desire obedience, desire to be with the Father. You know, as I've been, uh, uh, be, uh, as, I, as I've been a father here now nine years, you know, I have really recognized uh, this tug of war, you know, that happens a lot of times you know, with kids, and I think it's our part of our human nature. We have a, we have a tug of war with our parents. You know, as parents, we have a tug of war with our kids, 
and as as uh, disciples or children of God, and sometimes I'll have a tug of war with God. But I really learned something about myself, and I learned something about kids and and, and the loving Father when it comes to at least you know, talking about my, my oldest son uh, Hudson. When he was little, he uh, he would pull against me. Uh, he just wanted to go his own way. He had his own mind. So I'd hold his hand, and he would have this, you know, thing where, like, all of a sudden he would just drop his body, you know, and, and the full weight of his body, slip his hands out, and run all in one motion. And he'd get away from me. And I'd be chasing him. And that was a real big part of, of uh, him as a child, of just, you know, me, you know, new dad. And so I remember, like, learning how to, like, you know, do this, you know, special lock or to really hold his hand and have a firm grip you know, on him, um, you know, because he was just, you know, capable to, to, to be elusive and get away from me. And uh, that was a really a big part of, you know, whenever we'd go anywhere, just trying to trying to keep him safe because he'd just go, man. He'd see a bird or he'd see, you know, somebody else that he'd rather go home with than us and he'd just take off running. Uh, you know, so that was that was a big part of me learning how to just kind of like, you know, keep him, keep him close by. Um, but now things have changed. We've gotten older now become more capable. He can cross the street by himself. He can sometimes go different places by himself. And I began to notice that instead of him running away from me, he decides he wants to walk next to me. And instead of me having to hold his hand, he chooses to hold my hand. It's just it's, it's beautiful where he wants to be with his father. And he wants to, to not only go with me where I'm going, but he also wants to take time to point out things that he's interested in things that he cares about, things that he wants to stop and see. Or maybe he has some ideas about, you know, potential places that we could go. And, and so it's becoming this really beautiful communication that he and I have had. He comes and he walks hand in hand with me. You know, I think that this is really a sign of his maturity, where he used to want to run away from away from his father and was this tug of war. Now he comes and he wants to be in a relationship. And he wants to walk with me. And I believe that that is... Uh, a good illustration of what the Lord is calling us to, a place of maturity, to not continue to tug away from the Father, to not, not pull away, like a, say like a toddler does, who doesn't know which way they should go, but to be a mature, uh, a mature, a mature child of God who wants to be in a relationship holding the hand of the Father, having conversations about, you know, where, where we're going, what we're doing. You know, when you love and you trust the Father, and you can trust his hand, that he will lead you, and he will guide you, and he will care for you. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that as love has been shared, trust has been developed, and maturity has happened. And I believe that that's what the Lord is calling us to, into a very a joy-filled walk with him. We can experience his presence. Yeah, of course. There might be times when I might, he might, my, my son might say, hey, I want to do this, Dad. Hey, I want to do that, Dad. And I might have to say, you know, hey, that's, that's not for this, for, for this time. Or, hey, that wouldn't be safe. Hey, that wouldn't be healthy, or you know, we don't have the resources for that right now. You know, we have that that conversation, but you can see that his desire to trust the loving Father, and that's really what I believe that the Lord is wanting us to do: to have a walk with Him, where we can trust Him, and we can walk, have this beautiful walk that's filled with adventure, filled with great experience, with our loving Father, our hand in His, and pointing the direction, whispering in our ear. I believe that that's what the Lord wants for each one of us, and uh, I'm excited to have led by God. He's a good God. He's a loving God. And uh, he has the best plan and path for each one of us. I want to pray for you today. 
God, I thank you for each person that's here. God, help us to deal with our nature, to want to go off by ourselves, to be self-led. Lord, help us to desire to be led by you, knowing that you have the best in mind. You have what is uh, best in store for our life. We can trust you. You're a good God. You're a loving God. And we can put our hand in your hand and allow you to lead each one of us. God, we thank you that uh, you're a good God who does love his children and wants to lead each one of us individually, corporately, together. God, we thank you. We love you. Amen. Amen. I hope that encourages you today. God bless you.